Hello and welcome to a Real Europe special podcast. My name is Sean Qureshi and I'm a legal analyst in London. Today I'm joined by financial analyst Lawrence Fitzpatrick to discuss Jaguar Land Rover or JLR's possible new bond. Lawrence, JLR is meeting investors for a possible new bond issuance. Can you talk us through the situation and why are they marketing the bond now? So I think it's a, a bit of opportunism on their part, on the back of what was a pretty good set of Q2 results, which saw the bonds uh, trade up uh, afterwards. Uh, the results themselves um, were a mix of uh, a rebound in China sales, uh, also aided by a better mix, so selling um, higher price point cars, as well as some good cost control um, throughout the quarter. Now, the group is facing a uh, regular stream of maturities over the coming years, and it just paid a $500 million bond in November. And it also has um, next year in March, another $500 million bond coming due, followed by a $300 million sterling bond in 21. Um, now, they've recently announced additional funding, uh, which was in the form of uh, non-bond uh, financing, so an export finance facility of £625 million and a further £100 million uh, fleet buyback facility. But I think that really, following uh, the positive results in Q2, they just want to take advantage of the bond levels while they can. So you've spoken in the past about your caution on the outlook for the company. How does this new bond issue affect your view on the situation? Well, I think JLR are doing the right things. So they've they've executed well on cost control so far, and they've also managed to generate some one-time cash working capital and investment savings. So this has really engendered confidence in the near term. And now if they can get this, this possible bond away, it also eases funding concerns for the time being. However, I would um, caution several things. Firstly, this is one set of results, uh, and that featured some dealer stocking. So there's now more cars sat on the forecourt, and there are also some big changes um, to gross margin. So it's not clear how repeatable some of this uh, might be. I would also note that uh, last 12 months, uh, cash flow was positive. But actually, if you look um, beneath the bonnet of that, there was uh, 1.2 billion of working capital inflow. Um, so again, possibly one time in nature. I would also um, point out that the, the external risks haven't gone away. So US tariffs, potential for a tariff Brexit, and also wider automobile sector malaise. Okay, so you mentioned some of the wider risks facing the automotive sector. Could you give us an overview of those and how do they relate to JLR? Yeah, so I think that there have been a number of factors, but just to boil it down to a few, we've seen um, quite significant disruption over the last 12 months due to, for example, changes of emission standards in both China and Europe. Um, also, looming over everything is the prospect of tariffs, um, principally um, related to Brexit, but also there's, there's mooted US uh, tariffs as well. I also think it, it, it's fair to say across the sector there's been some uh, weakness in volumes and also broadly high capex um, due to the, the standards that we mentioned, but also the development of electronic vehicles for the future. Um, now, looking to some of the recent data, we have seen a rebound in, in European car registrations just in the very near term, um, which has been coupled with a little bit of weakness in the US, but also a, an ongoing rebound in China. Now, where I think um, JLR is particularly exposed, it's, it's something we've talked about in the past. There's a very UK-centric uh, manufacturing base, and its capex is even higher uh, for the most part than, than its peers. Okay, so with this in mind, what are your thoughts on fair pricing for the new issuance? Well, I thought it was interesting that they're looking at a five-year euro issue, and, and I think there's probably a couple of reasons for that. Um, so firstly, um, the market is aware that uh, JLR has adequate liquidity, 
but also there is a there's an ongoing potential for cash burn. So I think there's a reticence um, to fund long, and I think you, that is reflected a little bit in the steepness of the curve and also the trading levels of of the long dated JLR issuances. I also think the second reason is they've got two outstanding issues in the euro market, January 24 and January 26. So I think it's clear that the JLR will be targeting pricing um, somewhere between the two. Now, now looking at levels uh, for those two bonds, the 24s trade around about a 4.75% yield and the 26s trade at 5.8% yield there or thereabouts. So I think assuming that JLR wants to price somewhere uh, in line with these two, a 12-month term premium gets you to 5.25 to 5.5% versus the, the 24 bonds. Um, however, given um, the opportunism or the, the opportunistic nature of the issuance, as well as the risks that we've mentioned, I expect that they may have to offer more, some maybe headline high fives or even six. Okay, so what's your overall view on the new issuance and generally the company's outlook moving forward? I think JLR is doing the right things at this juncture, but I remain cautious for the time being. I think cash burn has not gone away. Um, and I expect them to continue to burn cash uh, over the uh, n- the near term. I also think there's still a lot of external risks out there that we spoke about. Uh, looking forward, execution is going to be key. So if they are able to continue sales of their higher ASP models and continue to have success in reducing costs like they did in the last quarter, this may aid them to get closer to free cash flow parity. But I, I remain cautious for now. Great. Thanks, Lawrence. That's it from us today. We will be back next week with our usual Reorg Europe bi-weekly podcast. 